Hi, and welcome to the Power Technology podcast series from Dell Technologies. I'm Steve Dayborn, and I'm from the PowerEdge server marketing team. And today I am joined by Laurie Matthews, who is our product manager for the OpenManage Enterprise Power Manager product. Hi, Laurie. Hi, Steve. How are you doing? I'm really good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks. Excellent. That's what I like to hear. A good positive start to a great podcast. So this sounds like a lot of uh, or a long product name. What is this that you know we're looking at? And it it's a plugin for Open Manage. Now, Open Manage Enterprise is our management product for our PowerEdge servers. And we have a FlexSelect plugin, which is a architecture for plugging in modules into Open Manage. And this is one of our plugins. So Power Manager is a plugin to the Open Manage Enterprise product. So that's what we're going to be talking about ultimately. But Laurie, as the product manager, what is it that customers actually are coming to look for help around when they come to talk to you about this? Ah, that's a that's a great question. There's a variety of things that they ask about. Uh, you know, we, of course, power management. They want to know what their actual energy consumption is, which is what we report on for the PowerEdge servers. Report on that actually that actual energy consumption. Give the customers a way to look at that. They can you know, look at it on the screens or they can actually run reports and put it in a, their, you know, favorite CSV type file. So I always use something like Excel or a spreadsheet type uh, environment because it makes it easier. They can sort, do comparisons and look at it. But the thing about the product is depending on how long they've had it installed, they can go back a year's worth of data uh, and, and run comparisons you know, day to day, week to week, month to month. Um, and with Open Manage Enterprise, now you can schedule these reports to run. So anyway, that, that's what that's the primary thing that customers want to know. They just want to know where their energy is being consumed and if there's anomalies to it. The um, the other thing customers like to know about is thermal issues. You know, they want to map out uh, what's happening in, in their environment around the temperature. Uh-huh. Um Sometimes they have anomalies with the thermal events and, and they want to know about this. So those alerts, the fact that we're logging all this, again, you can run reports and look at it. And then the latest big thing that customers are using the product for is carbon emissions reporting. Um, so it will take that full energy consumption, that historical, we'll go back even historical value, and and the customer can provide their um uh, their carbon emissions, you know, factor for their geolocation. And if they don't know it, it's very easy just to use their favorite search engine and go find it. And then they plug that in. And when they plug that in, we actually have an algorithm that we run and, and um, convert that energy consumption to carbon emissions, which, you know, as much as we do building our hardware to be very, 
uh, carbon friendly and we're trying to, you know, reduce our packaging, reduce a lot of what's going on in the manufacturing and even the transportation of our hardware, the customer, a lot of data centers, the majority of them still have around close to 70% of that carbon footprint is based on usage. So the fact that we want to help them at least identify, you know, where, where is this going and be able to reduce that. Uh, and there's a number of ways that we do it other than just reporting on it, that we try to help them identify low-hanging fruit, you know, thing going and, uh, and work on. Uh-huh. Now that, that, yeah, well, carbon emissions is a, obviously a very hot topic in general because a lot of organizations are looking at not only what they emit, but how they can reduce that because every organization has commitments to their sustainability and so they can take this report and use that as as part of that oh absolutely uh because it gives them a baseline right and 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 just as you said a lot of them are under scrutiny whether it's from their facilities group or their corporate strategy to have you know a, a reduction in emissions by year you know whatever and or even the governments in some cases um you know, they, they, there's a reason that they need to be reducing their carbon. And, and so we're giving them a way to at least get that baseline and to identify where their their problem areas are. You know, they can identify those groups, those racks of servers or those rows of servers that they want to really uh, tackle first and see how they can reduce the carbon. The other thing, and I'll just throw this in because we've added a couple of reports that also help with the carbon emissions. And this is that low hanging fruit I was talking about. We have an idle server report, so they can just run this report, and it goes out and identifies those idle servers. You know, um, it, they've had slang names of comatose, ghost, zombie, but anyway, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> those are those servers that, in any essence, are just drawing power, but they're they have no compute coming out. You know, they're just uh, bringing it in a lot of times. You know, I've talked to customers about how do they get that, and it's you know they'll have the finance group for that organization wanted to install a new application. Well, they certainly want to don't want to just unplug the servers running the old one until they know that they're comfortable with the new one, and everything is converted over and everything's working fine, and then they forget about it, right? And this happens a lot, and it's not unique to any data center. I run into it in so many data centers. Well, the ability to go out there and identify all these, it's the customer's choice if they want to repurpose these or get rid of them or, you know, I always say use them as an art project, whatever, you know, these are servers that are no longer, um, you know, having any compute. So they can make a decision on what they want to do. Uh, One more report too, and I'm kind of just running on here, but um, is we also have a low usage report, but these are servers that are actually being used, but they may only be used for 30% of their total compute power. Uh-huh. So there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of time there or a lot of, uh, of compute cycles that could be used. Again, maybe customers want to look at consolidating some more workloads on there. You know, they may want to, uh, to kind of take advantage of the fact that these servers, again, they're drawing power, they're creating carbon emissions, but they're really not getting everything they could be getting out of those servers. And, and so that's kind of when we talk to customers about how do you even go about starting to identify 
what you can do to reduce your carbon emissions. These are the areas that are kind of low hanging uh, fruit so that they can go and quickly get a response zone or, or you know, make some progress with their facilities or their corporate organization, whoever's overseeing this. But that that in itself is a huge benefit to all organizations because yeah, I've I've wandered around many data centers and just people knowing which servers are which and what they're doing, uh, let alone if they're actually being used, it would, you know, having a report that can do that really must help those organizations reduce that load, as you said, the carbon emissions, but the power, and at the moment we're hearing a huge amount of certainly in the UK. Um, about power cost and the fact that you know anything any way of reducing power and we've got threats of possible power issues through the winter where you know data centers are obviously using huge amounts of power and the cost has skyrocketed in the UK so and I'm guessing around the world it's not getting any cheaper so organizations must be looking for ways that they can easily try and reduce that and those reports sound great yeah, no, and, and you're you're exactly right. This is, I mean, I'm in, you know, the increase of calls I'm in specifically just to help uh, identify that has has just become a, a very popular topic as of late. And it's exactly for the reasons you you stated. You know, we're we're hitting an energy crisis, and you know, just because of worldwide events that are going on, and and. Um, not only do customers need to reduce their power, they want to, the cost is becoming so outrageously expensive that they need to be able to contain that as well. And, and the good thing is that, you know, they can go and look at these reports. They can say, you know, guess what? In the middle of the night, we're still consuming this much power, but really it's okay if we just wanted to reduce the, you know, put a power cap on and actually throttle the power during this time period uh, to save some money, and then we'll crank it back up maybe during the, uh, you know, the the hours that more users are actually wanting a response time that's a little quicker than you'll get when you start, so you know, deeply cutting or throttling your power. Uh, but these are ways that customers can look at. We've got some that are actually say it doesn't matter what it's going to do to performance. We've got to cut. You know, we've got we've got to cap this power down and make sure that, um, you know, we have a way to to manage it. Um, and, and you're right. They don't want to brown out a blackout. You know, I mean, there's a lot of scenarios coming that are more than just the cost or, um, you know, or the carbon emissions part of it. It's it's literally they're they're at a threat of losing power for a period of time. So you mentioned cap there. What, how flexible is that? You know, when you say cap, I'm viewing this as sort of you restrict the amount of power a server uses, but how, how granular can you go? Is it a server, rack, set, how does it work? Uh, yeah, we, we, we're really pretty, uh, pretty flexible with what we'll let you do with that. So yeah, it can be an individual server. It can be a group of servers and typically with something like a power manager, you know, it, it's very convenient for customers to start capping power at the rack, you know, the row, um, even custom groups if they want to. You know, again, I'll use that finance, you know, maybe the finance organization says, hey, we're only going to pay this much for power. So y'all figure out a way to throttle us, you know, and so someone can go and even though those servers aren't even contiguously located, <laughs> you know, they're 
maybe on different rows or something, you know, that they're, they're able to group that together and place a power cap, which is a policy. And that policy, uh, and you can have multiple policies on the same groups or, you know, whatever's happening there, we will always take the most conservative value. But um, the, the customer may say, you know what, I want a policy that's only running from uh, midnight to 6 a.m. I always use that, you know, or, and, and it's only running on Saturdays and Sundays all, you know, 24 hours a day. But, but they have that flexibility. They could have it on for an hour, you know, release it for an hour, put it back on for an hour. And even if they've got those, those power policies scheduled and all the flexibility we have of that, and um, if they decide that all of a sudden something with performance is they need it really bad, something has to be run and they have to have that performance up, they can go disable that policy through the uh, OME console quickly, just in like two keystrokes, release that policy and everything goes back to 100% at that point. Um, and, and they can run that workload and then, you know, crank it back down. Other than that, we're doing it automatically, you know, on the based on the timeframes uh, and the guidelines that they've given us in those policies. Wow, that that is amazingly flexible, but hugely powerful. Again, as you said, yeah. they don't even need to be in the same rack. They can be just spread out wherever. Uh, I guess a, a few Delicate questions about what time does your team stop working might be asked. <laughs> you can see that, yeah, that that the ability to throttle back on equipment that's not being used rather than it just sitting there powering continuously, that that will make a huge difference. So I, I can just see so many customers having to do this now, whereas in the past it was very much a a nice to have or a, you know we're doing it because we want to be more um, sustainable but it's getting to the point now where a lot of organizations will have to do this to really try right. and save that cost yeah you're exactly right and i forgot one quick use case in here of what power caps and this is where i've got a lot of customers doing this is that these their um, racks are being over provisioned and so they're literally putting a power cap on 100% of the time. It's not, a you know, they, they've got it, what we call always is the time base there. So it's always on. But it's it, it keeps literally from a, a breaker from tripping or, or something from happening there and uh, with their power. So it's a downtime prevention. And I just kind of wanted to volunteer that one because I do have a number of customers that just, they literally install Power Manager on 2,500 servers and place a power cap for the entire group and walk away from it, you know, and that's the way they live. <laughs> You've also mentioned earlier thermals. So ah, yes. How does that play into this? Yeah, and, and the thermal policies are actually one of my favorite because they're event-based policies. And that means that a customer and I always recommend customers do these in like rack level groups so because um, the policy is there when whenever a temperature starts climbing to a certain, um, you know, temperature, the customer has said, whatever it is, when it hits that temperature, then we will throttle power to a minimal power level, but we keep those servers up and running so they will meet their SLAs if they've got uptime SLAs, they will be there. But we're also sending alerts out going, hey, something's going on in the data center. Your temperature has hit this point. 
we need to know what happened. And, and just to kind of give you an example, I, I had a customer that was running into the problems actually before they installed Power Manager, where their servers were thermaling off on a specific row uh, in the middle of the night, and they could not figure out, but it was ruining some uh, quality testing that they had going on, and it was just setting them back on some production runs, and they were going to actually miss a delivery day. So we installed Power Manager, we got everything set up, and they were able to um, start receiving the alerts when this temperature was climbing up. And they got one of the um, uh, IT personnel, received the alert, and was able to get to the data center in a quick period of time and realized that there were parts of, of staff that were able to get in the data center and they were wanting to eat lunch and have a quiet time. You know, I don't know if they were cleaning parts of the data center, but they were working at other areas. They had found this really nice, quiet, clean area, <laughs> <laughs> but it was quite cold, right? So, so they were blocking the air vents uh, so they could have a nice, comfortable uh, you know, meal there and sit around and, and be able to take a nice break for a while. And it was overheating the, uh, you know, a few of the racks in the data center and causing a lot of problems. Well, we were able to detect this, of course, throttle the power alert everyone. Um, and the minute they pulled the, uh, the shirts is what our, our jackets out of the floor vents and things started normalizing, then we were able to raise the power. We'll automatically raise that power back up. So anyway, that's um. <laughs> That's, that is not what you expect to be a problem in your data center. Somebody's no. to have their lunch and trying to warm it up. <laughs> right. They were, yeah, anyway, it was, uh, can't blame them. It was probably one of the cleanest spots they could find. There's clean data centers. But anyway. <laughs> Brilliant. So, so yes, yeah, so power and thermals just are, are so important to a data center. And it it's great that, the power manager product or the power manager plugin should we call it um is you know such a powerful tool so as part of the sort of product itself it, you require open manage enterprise um to then install the the flex select plugin of power manager right what what do you gain as a customer if i've got open manage already what will mm -hmm what do I need? And then what do I gain by going for Power Manager plugin? Well, sure. If you've got Open Manage running, certainly you're collecting the health of your, of your system and all, but you're not collecting any specifics on the power and thermal, what's happening exactly with them. You are, however, able to power those devices on and off with just Open Manage Enterprise. You can do that, but you can't get the the data that's telling you, you know, what the power is, you know, the anomalies that are happening in the power. You certainly can't place power caps or doing the automation we have with the thermal events and that kind of thing. And you're not going to get any of the carbon emissions data. Um, in order to install Power Manager, a customer needs Open Manager Enterprise Advanced or Advanced Plus license, either one of those licenses. And, and then Power Manager is part of it. We'll come in and and uh, certainly start scanning and immediately trying to give some benefit to the customer to be able to baseline what their power and carbon emissions are doing. Yeah, the sad thing is I've actually been playing with Open Manage, <laughs> and what I noticed is that with the FlexSelect plugins now, they're 
inside OpenManage. So you don't have to go off and find the plugin and try and add it in somehow. Just within OpenManage itself, you just go to the plugins tab and you can see the available plugins. And then the updates come through there as well. So again, you don't have to go off and try and find them. It's all part of the Open Manage console now, which this FlexSec plugin architecture really simplifies adding those sort of plugins like Power Manager into Open Manage. So that, that's a real benefit as well for customers, I think. It's, it simplifies that, whereas in the past, I think a lot of people were a bit worried about plugins and, and adding on functionality and whether it would impact the version and have they got the right version for the version of open managed console they're running and so all of that's gone now and it's all embedded as part of the open manage itself so we're trying to make people's lives easier which is a good thing right <laughs> you're exactly right <laughs> <laughs> awesome okay um i think that's given us a view of the open manage enterprise power manager and uh, thank you very much, Laurie, for your uh, discussion today. And it was really interesting and some lovely stories that I will now have to use in other things that I do, because I love the, the idea of somebody covering up vents so they can have their lunch in the warm in a data center. That is just brilliant. <laughs> thank you very much for your time today and your expertise and knowledge. And I'm sure we'll have you back for some more discussions around power management and whatever other fun customer stories you've got so a huge thanks for your time today and a thanks to our listeners and uh, for joining us and hopefully you found that really useful and inform informative if I could say the word um, so I'm Steve Dayborn and this is the Power of Technologies podcast series from Dell Technologies don't forget check out some of our other podcasts i'm sure you'll find some great podcasts up there and uh, subscribe obviously but a huge thank you for your time and have a great rest of your day and thank you very much laurie well thank you steve i really had a lot of fun doing this thank you <laughs> <laughs>